This podcast is intended solely for educational purposes and presents information of a general nature. It is not intended to guide or determine any specific individual situation and persons should consult qualified professionals before taking specific action. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and not those of Milliman. Hello and welcome to Critical Point, brought to you by Milliman. I'm Rebecca Driscoll and I'll be your host today. In this episode of Critical Point, we're going to be talking about insurtech trends we expect to see going into 2023 and beyond. Milliman is an insurtech leader and our experts have explored solutions ranging from coverage for self-driving cars to the use of data for predictive analytics across life, health, and long-term care insurance. I'm joined today by two of those experts, Sherry Scott and Robert Eaton. Sherry is a principal and consulting actuary here at Milliman and an expert on pricing insurance risk for emerging markets. She's worked with some of the biggest names in the tech industry, helping create products for cutting-edge technology like autonomous vehicles and cryptocurrency. Robert is a principal and consulting actuary at Milliman with a focus on life insurance, long-term care, and worksite supplemental health products. He's also a host of the Society of Actuaries InsureTech plug-and-play podcast series. Thank you, Sherry and Robert, for joining us. Let's jump right in. Uh, I'm really curious to hear what some of the most interesting technology you're seeing as we head into 2023 and beyond. Uh, Robert, can we start with you? Sure thing, Rebecca, and thanks so much for having us on the podcast. One of the trends that you know I observe in kind of life, health, long-term care is, is really the emphasis on customer engagement that a lot of insure tech companies are, are bringing to the market. This customer engagement we see both in, in policy initiation with applications and underwriting all the way through um, policy administration, collecting premiums and, and handling benefit changes all the way to uh, paying claims. And that's a real change, I think, in you know what we've seen in, in the past. I, I think that it, it's certainly one of the focus areas in the life and health space. And I would say that we've seen that in the property and casualty space as well. Uh, In addition to that, it's kind of evolved from providing these customer-facing technology solutions and integrated solutions to delight the customer to actually using data in new ways to pre-fill all these customer uh, risk measurement tools um, that they're using to price the insurance and, and collect the data they need to price the insurance and issue the policy. And some of those examples of new forms of data that's starting to be used and I think is going to continue very quickly into 2023 are visual images. So in the past, we would use data that was more like flat file data, yes or no answer, or the age of your roof, or the age of the individual being insured. And now it's moved more to visual pictures of the house and the property and and whether there is brush around the house or surrounding the roof or actually even overhanging the roof. And visual images to measure whether a crash actually did occur on a vehicle. And in addition to visual imagery, we're seeing motion data. 
that's being used as well. Motion data is it's very large data that we're talking about now. It takes up a lot of space, but because of all the advancements in technology and the, the storage space and processing power that we can now use today, um, we can now process this motion data, collect it, store it, process it, and build models with it. Examples of some pretty cool motion data we've been working with are um, driving behavior, data that collects data off the vehicle directly or off your cell phone in terms of how the vehicle is being driven. Um, we're also working with clients to develop pilot data, how planes are being flown and uh, whether they're being maintained adequately and all kinds of new kinds of data forms and formats that are really emerging. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, Sherry. We we see kind of a, an analog of that too in, in the life and health space. It's sort of a, an, an overall um, increasing the richness of the data that's available to us. Oftentimes that's, you know, uh, allowed and provided directly from the customer themselves. They agree to allow companies to collect more data on them. Other times, you know, insurers may try to uh, observe, you know, through publicly available sources, uh, things about their policyholders and their customers in order to, to better serve them. So I definitely see that trend as well. That's really interesting. So we're seeing new forms of data, uh, modeling, different ways of applying platforms and technologies. What about trends in business lines? Are, th are there any sort of emerging risks, emerging areas where um, we're seeing, I don't know, new technology when it comes to insurance? So when I think of kind of the the overarching trends that uh, in the insure tech space and in insurance generally, it's it's what I've seen is a move kind of from a back office focus, and now we're kind of moving up to the front office. Maybe it's as as credibility of of these solutions has improved um, with with insurance companies uh, as as the as the clients and as the stakeholders. You know, examples may have been really early on. Um, you know, fantastic cloud-based technologies that allowed for a lot of efficiencies and kind of back office operations. You know, where I think that's that's now sort of table stakes. Any company that gets into the business now has to have that kind of tech uh, sitting behind their um, insurance operation. Now we're talking about transforming the way that the customers, uh, you know, perceive insurance companies and insurance more generally, their relationship with insurance companies. So that kind of back office to front office um, transition, I think insure techs are really riding that wave in the, in the life and health space. Yeah, and in the PNC space, we've seen that as well, where they've moved from the back office to more the front office to start not only um, engaging with the customer differently, but allowing the customer to have a much easier way of purchasing the insurance and identifying what they need coverage for with data prefill and these new forms of data sources that are now becoming available today. And I would go so far as to say, you need to actually have these new forms of data sources and these new methods of measuring the risk because these there are emerging risks today. And those emerging risks that just ha we haven't had to price before today are examples like autonomous vehicles. Those could be um, your, your car that has self-driving mode features in it. While it's driving in self-driving mode, 
what's the risk? It's not really how many accidents I've had or what my driving history has been or my motor vehicle record is. It's the vehicle and it's the operating system of the vehicle and the decisions the vehicle's making um, that's really creating the risk at that point. We're also seeing emerging risks and creating uh, risk transfer mechanisms and insurance products for autonomous trucks. They're fully autonomous. They're on the road today. You may not have seen them. You may have seen them. Um, and, and what do those cost? What are the risks associated with those? There's also virtual assets. So virtual assets, some people call it cryptocurrency. Um, cryptocurrency, if you're not using it for speculation, if you're using it to actually create efficiency so you don't have to walk around with paper money um, and companies are trying to use it in that manner, that's an emerging risk. Someone needs to insure those assets. Someone needs to insure the rigs on which um, all those assets are maintained on. So we're creating cryptocurrency and crypto operations insurance products. And some other examples that I think are going into 2023 are uh, to cover not only planes, but now space travel. Individuals are traveling to space now, so we're gonna we're coming up with insurance products for that, and so it's some pretty pretty cool stuff. And and really, the trick is to think about what customers today, what their risks are, and what they need insurance for, and and helping them design what that is. That's so awesome. Can I come work for you? That sounds great. <laughs> you're, That's you're what exactly we do every there. day. <laughs> those are those are those are awesome examples. I really do think that tomorrow, tomorrow being in the future, um, my cell phone carrier or cell phone, Apple will be able to, or Google, depending on what kind of phone you have, Android phone, Apple phone, um, they have this breadth of information about you. And you can create all kinds of consumer-friendly insurance solutions and, and other kinds of customer-friendly tools with this. I, there was a study done by a group in Atlanta, and they are in, indeed using kind of how you look at your phone in order to detect uh, Alzheimer's from a really early age. Of course, the implication of that for someone like a long-term care insurer is enormous. Um, and you, you can imagine kind of integrating that sort of technology into a new long-term care insurance policy that's sold today that's going to be enforced for 80 years. And to be able to say, hey, we we actually think that, you know, there's a there's a chance you may need to see your doctor because, you know, uh, there's indications that you may suffer from Alzheimer's in the future. And what that would do to the profile of a long term care policy risk is is really transformative. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of cool opportunities. Yeah, there's some revolutionary advancements that I'm seeing in terms of what's available to be used to not only use for insurance, but to, to use for the consumer to help them better understand what their health condition is, to help, help them understand what their, their risks are and, and how they can react to that and plan for it. So, for example, um, driving behavior scores, they're collected on almost every individual in this country that has a cell phone. And so, why not tell you oh, this is very risky behavior, or you have, I have a new teenager in the house that's going to start driving next month. I would love to be able to, which I can today, you couldn't do this 10 years ago, but today I can, I can actually monitor her driving, not for purposes of monitoring it to know where she's going or that she's following the rules, but really to give her a tool to say, 
hey, you did a great job today. Look, look how well you drove. Look how you handled this situation. Here are some tools to help measure you against other peers that your age or someone who is an, an advanced or someone that's been driving for many years. Here are some tools so you can help learn and grow from that. So there's some really cool models and opportunities out there just to really better society, frankly. Do you do that with her? Now I'm curious. Uh, she will be getting a driving model on her phone next week. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah. There are companies like um, Life360 has been doing that for about 10 years now. And there's there's opportunities for doing that. It's just becoming more widely available to consumers now. Like, well, for example, pilots today, once they hit a particular age, it's actually almost impossible to get insurance um, for them if they own their own plane. And even if they fly it recreationally. And that used to be the case for vehicles as well. So many, many years ago, once you hit a certain age, it was very difficult to get insurance. But nowadays, what they do is they do additional tests and they just test you more frequently and make sure you've got eyeglasses or whatever you need as, as you age to be able to drive safely. Same thing with pilots. Once you hit a certain age, it's, it's really unfortunate that you, you just can't fly your plane anymore. Why not give them scores and, and information about how they drive their plane and about their body and about um, their risk characteristics and say, hey, if you do this, then we will be able to insure you. Sounds like it's a lot more granular than it ever was in the past. Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, well, so all of these sort of amazing and mind-blowing trends that that we might see or that we are seeing over the next few years, are, are there anything that you both think insurance companies and tech firms could be doing or should be doing but aren't trying? Robert, do you want to start? Yeah, so... Maybe they're starting to try on the life and health space and, and more so in, in the health space. And, and it's it's increasingly uh, true in the life space that insure tech companies previously, you know, vendors and kind of business partners to insurers are are starting to uh, want to integrate and become an insurer themselves. Um, you know, I, I think it's relatively new. Uh, the, the prospect for doing this for a life insurance company is um you know, can can be daunting, and certainly it's a good opportunity for you know actuarial consultants like like we are. But uh, at the same time, there's there's a whole lot of things that about a traditional insurance company or an insurance company in general that maybe are not as uh, as nimble as insure tech companies typically like to operate. Uh, so so that's going to be a, that's going to be a tricky one. Uh, but I, I do see companies kind of going that way in order to kind of create some efficiencies in their their business vertical. The other thing that comes to mind, Rebecca, is I wonder where, um, you know, smart contracts and other kind of blockchain based technology will find their way into life and health insurance and, and even like micro insurance. I think in in micro insurance there there may be a, a more straightforward application as a lot of those events are things that are um Kind of confirmable, uh, maybe from internet sources or, or maybe from certain. I think they call them oracles, which which sort of determine if the, an event has happened or not. In the life and health space, it it, it may be a, a little farther off till we get there. But I can see both among you know B two B and B two C applications of of blockchain and, and smart contracts in in life and health insurance. Ho hopefully, we'll start to see more of that. And we've seen a lot of that in the PNC space as well over the last year and a half to two years already. Uh, and, and I think the goal that we're going to see uh, in terms of 
companies trying to achieve in 2023 is integrating these efficiencies across the whole value chain like Robert's talking about. Um, for example, we are already working with a client that's using blockchain um, to stand up a new insurance company just to create those efficiencies. Uh, and the whole value chain, they're, they're, they're going to serve not only the insurance company back office operations, but they're going to have the front end technology that, that you really need to have to operate in, in today's world successfully. But I do also see a trend towards use of more AI. It's becoming much more prevalent across the industry, um, not only for the insure tech companies, but for the insurance companies as well. Um, one of the drawbacks in the past to using AI has been the lack of volume of data for any one insurance company or any one MGA, if you want to call it, or insure tech company. And so I've seen a lot of new third-party data sources being integrated into um, these models. And once they have these new model data sources, they now have sufficient credible data to be able to create these models. So Milliman's been working with um, a lot of companies to aggregate this data and create some opportunities uh, to help our clients create these models and inform themselves with these models. But also in terms of these third-party data sources that we're adding um, are really enriching the opportunity to create this AI, for example, weather data, traffic data, um, all kinds of additional data that help inform why there was a crash in automobile insurance or why there was uh, a, a loss on a house and whether that claim that just came in for the roof damage or the fence damage really was as a result of the tornado or if it actually was there before. Um, and so there's all kinds of additional data sources that we're working with our clients to aggregate together so that we can create these opportunities into 2023. So that's really interesting. I'm curious, actually, how collaboration is playing a part in terms of advancement when it comes to InsureTech. What really has created this evolution and this boom, in my opinion, in into the InsureTech space has been the data scientists and data technology companies working hand-in-hand hand with the actuaries um, that have traditional rate-making experience. Really, it's them working together that has, has created this, and that will give the opportunity, like Robert's saying, being able to rely on traditional actuaries that have done this before, or the actuaries relying upon these new tech companies that have these ideas and are challenging the norm, that's where these new ideas are going to come from. And that's where these advancements are going to come from. And what we specialize here in, in our group at Milliman is to help companies create these insurance products, both the models that inform the insurance products, but the whole product itself as well. Because the important thing is, is the consumer in the end. And the consumer, in my opinion, has somewhat been forgot about over the last 20 years in the insurance industry. And it's really more now we're putting a lot of attention on consumer-facing solutions and consumer delightful experiences. And doing that in a profitable manner. Up until now, in the PNC space, I do believe the insure techs have accomplished the delightful customer experience and, and front-facing technology. They've done it. They've, they're there already. But they didn't necessarily do it profitably. And so now that the turn is going to be towards, well, now how do we make that profitable and cover the whole value chain 
and create efficiencies across the whole insurance value chain for the insurance company operations as well. I really think that's where the opportunity is now, in addition to continuing to evolve to meet or even exceed consumer needs. Don't fall behind. Sherry and Robert, this has been awesome. A really interesting conversation. So thank you both for joining me. Uh, to learn more about our InsurTech solutions, visit milliman.com. You've been listening to Critical Point presented by Milliman. If you enjoyed this episode, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with your colleagues and friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you.